welcome to the Wonderfully Woven podcast. I'm Lucy Garrison, a nutritional therapy practitioner, and this is a space where we'll delve into discussions around all things wellness and nourishment for the body, mind, and spirit. We'll chat about what it looks like to support and steward the original design of how our bodies were created so you can live fully and freely through all seasons of life. And no matter what you're journeying through, I want to remind you that your body is wonderfully woven. You are wonderfully and fearfully made and marvelously complex. In this episode of the Wonderfully Woven podcast, we're going to chat about the omega-3 polyunsaturated fatty acids, DHA and EPA. And when it comes to key nutrients to support conception, pregnancy and postpartum, I don't think that these are ones that often come to mind. So first up, let's dive into some of the roles that DHA and EPA play in supporting reproductive wellness. So for women, these omega-3 fatty acids have actually been found to create a more optimal environment in the uterus for the proper implantation of an embryo, which is obviously the beginning foundations um, for a successful and healthy pregnancy. And it can actually help to enhance and support the uterine and blood flow. And the reason why this is needed is because it actually obviously is a source that provides sufficient nutrients and oxygen to the placenta and the fetus. And actually the blood flow can impact the thickness of the lining of the uterus. So these are all factors that are important in aiding the body in a successful pregnancy, particularly for implantation and then the initial stages of fetal development. So not only are these fatty acids really beneficial for the reproductive wellness of women, but also for men. So they're needed for the structure of cell membranes. And it's particularly important for the cell membranes of sperm because it aids in the physical integrity and function of the sperm and can actually improve its motility. So that means how efficiently it can swim to reach and fertilize an egg. It can also lower sperm DNA fragmentation. Now, this was something that I found really interesting. So DNA fragmentation is when there is damage in the DNA of the sperm, and that can actually impact chances of fertilization and embryo development. So it's really going to help protect the DNA. It's also been found to increase the concentration of DHA specifically in the plasma of the semen. And that's necessary to support the structural fluidity of the sperm and really aid it in fusing to the membrane of the egg to support the process of fertilization. So let's move on to the roles that DHA and EPA play in pregnancy. So a really key one that DHA is often known for is that it's needed for the structural development of the cerebral cortex of the brain. And that is the outermost layer of the brain and it's actually broken up into different lobes. So different lobes have different functions. So this includes things like speech, attention, the ability to problem solve, visual processes like depth perception and recognition, and spatial and sensory processing, as well as language and memory. And there are actually some really interesting results from studies that found that maternal supplementation from fish oil actually improved hand-eye coordination in children as they got older and they also had greater levels of sustained attention and a greater ability to problem solve. So this really shows you how 
the maternal dietary consumption of omega-3 fatty acids really lays the foundation for the overall growth and development of not only your baby in the womb, but even beyond the womb um, as they breastfeed too. And I'll even touch upon this later, but there are other ways that you can seek to then incorporate things like fish oil in your child's diet um, as they're eating and things like that, and even adding it into milk too. So not only is DHA needed for the development of the brain, but it's also needed for the structural development of the retina of the eye as it's incorporated into cell membranes. And another interesting thing that I found out is actually that EPA has been found to have a key role in aiding the transportation of DHA across the placenta to baby. So they actually really work together. And the reason for this is because EPA is involved in expressing particular genes for what are called fatty acid transport proteins and fatty acid binding proteins. And that's really important because fatty acids need to be bound in order to enter the placenta and be able to be transported to the fetus. So something like a fish oil and even a lot of different sources of EPA and DHA can be found in the same fish like salmon, for example. So again, showing you that something in its whole food form has such a wide array of nutrients, vitamins and minerals that really do work in relationship with one another. Now, there was actually a research article published this year that found that DHA supplementation can enhance vagal tone. So that's the function of the vagus nerve, which connects the brainstem to different areas of the body, and it's involved in processes like breathing, heart rate, and digestion. So it can provide some really useful insight as to how your heart and parasympathetic nervous system are operating. And that's really beneficial in helping your body to just enter the rest and digest state to really enhance your mood and to just enable you to better respond to stresses relax, lower your blood pressure, and then support blood sugar regulation, which is just going to be really optimal for your pregnancy journey. Now, I will also just say, when I was initially reading um, this study and I had found it, I saw vagal tone, but I actually, obviously, you know, with a lot of this content is around pregnancy and postpartum, I thought it said vaginal tone. And I thought, well, that's really useful for labor and delivery, really, you know, it could minimize the chances of tearing, it could be really supportive of pushing. And then I realized that I had misread it and it was vagal tone, not vaginal tone. So there's a little story for you. Some other interesting insight that I found out was that it could actually help to minimize the likelihood of having preterm labor. And this is possibly through its role in supporting an appropriate inflammatory response and actually reducing inflammation in the uterus. And some other potential benefits that actually link omega-3 fatty acids to its role in inflammation and the immune response is that it could potentially help protect against your child developing allergies and asthma, which I thought was really fascinating too. So now we've discussed reproductive wellness, pregnancy. I also just wanted to touch on some ways that DHA and EPA could be really supportive of both your child and of you as a mama in the postpartum season. So 
Following delivery, DHA and EPA are really important for the continued neurodevelopment of your child, as it's actually been found that DHA continues to be used in significant quantities in your child's brain up until the age of two. So it's really important that you continue to have a diet that's rich in DHA if you're breastfeeding, or if you're formula feeding, you could look at supplementing with a high quality fermented cod liver oil. There's um, a nourishing traditions recipe that I use for homemade formula like this as well, and that incorporates that. And you could also look at incorporating some of the dietary sources of DHA and EHA into the foods that your child eats. Now, there have also been some studies around the influence of DHA and EPA on maternal depression. So during that postpartum season, your body is just navigating so many different shifts and changes, and that can really be reflected in the shifts in your hormones too. And so as those are trying to regain balance, a lot of women can sometimes experience baby blues, and for others, it can develop into some really intense depression. And this could actually be because of the role that DHA and EPA play in neurotransmission. So one key thing that's involved in is the pathway for the neurotransmitter serotonin, and that's involved in regulating mood. So that said, there isn't sufficient data around this yet, and there are many factors that can really influence mental health and need to be taken into consideration as well. But it's good to know that these sources of omega-3 fatty acids could be a useful way to just help support your overall wellness and really actively take a preventative approach to support your body particularly in that postpartum season when you can just become more depleted and you really need to replenish your nutrient stores so let's move on to some dietary sources of dha so some of the richest sources of dha come from seafood like salmon atlantic cod sardines, mussels, and high quality fermented cod liver oil, like I've mentioned as well. Now, I do also just want to say that the labeling for seafood isn't super clear and well-regulated. And oftentimes, you know, terms like natural and sustainable will just be thrown around and used for marketing purposes to lure people in to purchase those products rather than always accurately reflecting the sourcing process. So it's really important to look for terms like wild caught, and if you're able to source locally as well, that's really helpful, especially purchasing kind of seafood that is seasonal based on where you live. And if you're interested in this, there's actually a website called seafoodwatch.org that has some really great guides on sourcing fish based on where you live in the United States. Some other sources of DHA that have just lower quantities of it include pasture raised eggs, and dairy source from organic grass-fed cows. But this is in much lower concentration. So again, as a part of your overall diet, the meals that you eat, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks, all of these things really add up to getting your recommended daily amount of this essential fatty acid. Now, <laughs> the neural and retinal development happens most rapidly in the third trimester. So I do also just want to say that if the thought of taking a fish oil sounds disgusting and unappetizing, especially if you're in the earlier stages of your pregnancy and you're experiencing nausea, gagging, vomiting, or even maybe food aversions, then I would really focus on whole food sources of incorporating um, DHA and EPA. And that's really a guiding principle that I use and um, that we should focus on what we can do rather than what we're perhaps not able to. You know, that 
can really just help shift. Sometimes people have an all-in approach and if they can't do everything, they don't do anything. And it's like, okay, well, what can I do? What's going to be accessible and easily applicable in your life in this particular season? You can actually also source fish oil in the form of capsules as well if you do prefer that over a liquid and actually something that I even thought about is that you could source your own capsules and ensure that they're made out of good quality ingredients and are designed for the purpose of being used for supplements and actually pour liquid into them too because sometimes you can get better value for your money with the liquid form. Oftentimes as well with the capsule forms if it's already like pre-made in capsules you have they either huge which I absolutely hate taking pills and I'm very dramatic about it and I think I have a very strong gag reflex and so where I can avoid taking pills I really do or also just if I can source smaller ones or be able to take fewer I tend to opt for that route so again if maybe taking it as a liquid and taking it maybe as a shot and then having a chaser of juice or something that can mask that taste or possibly even I feel like with fish oil you could even incorporate it into salad dressings and or just other things that you, like savory things that you cook. So sometimes just getting a little bit creative in the ways that you can incorporate these things so that you're more likely to actually take it. Because I found that sometimes I'll, in the past I've bought certain supplements or, th- or different, you know, superfood products that are really not tasty or not very appetizing. And I don't end up using them because it's not easy for me to incorporate it into my rhythms and so I just want to say that to you like in general whatever it is in your health and wellness find things that work for you and forms that work for you and how you personally would like to implement it into your food your lifestyle and things like that so a brand that I personally like and have used is from green pasture and it's their fermented cod liver oil that comes from Alaska cod and it's actually certified by the Marine Stewardship Council. And that ensures that the cod, the cod that they um, source has been sustainably wild caught. So that's really nice to know too. And then let's just chat about dietary sources of EPA. So similarly to DHA, it's in seafood like salmon, sardines, mackerel, and tuna. Now in your diet, it's really the most supportive for your body to have a sufficient balance of omega-3 to omega-6 fatty acids so that your body can just regulate an appropriate inflammatory response. So there's something called prostaglandins which are involved in the inflammatory response and those are actually made from elongated forms of essential fatty acids so that your body can appropriately inflame when it needs to and then anti-inflame rather than being in a state of continual inflammation which a lot of people are from the refined and processed foods that they eat so again fitting this into an overall well-balanced macronutrient diet rich in a variety of whole food sources of vitamins and minerals is going to be most supportive for your body So as always, this is not medical advice and it is not intended to diagnose, treat or cure any health issues. This is me sharing from my education, personal research and experience, and it is intended for educational purposes only to really encourage you to do your own research and make informed decisions for yourself and your family. Thank you for listening. 
listening to the Wonderfully Woven podcast. If you have any thoughts or questions on topics that you'd like me to discuss on this podcast, or you would just like to connect, then please reach out to me at wonderfullywovenwell at gmail.com. Thank you.